another episode on the Hintos Podcast. Today, we're talking about business, particularly in the sector of investments. Now, before we start, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Ritzwan, you can call me Ritz. I'm 22 years old, I'm from Subhanjaya. I, uh, well, you can call me part of this show, a co-host if you may. <laughs> And uh, well, I practice in the side of investments management. So uh, I am practically and theoretically in that field. Yes, uh, it is to a disclaimer that none of this is particularly related to investment advice, and I am not a qualified investment advisor. So do not take my advice into it. Uh, in terms of investments, do your own research and well, if you choose to do anything based on what I say, this is all on your own risk. So, to the matter at hand, when we talk about investments particularly, let's just put out the definition here that investments, when I mean, is that it will triple your money. You know, um, if you put your money somewhere and you hope that it will grow, that would sometimes not mean it's an investment. Investment would normally not only quadruple, uh, sorry, not only double, but at least triple your money. Uh, that's what we want to do. And uh, we'll talk about all this uh, inflation-proof investments and all this uh, soon enough. And here, i uh, just like to say that uh, in terms of investment that we're going to talk about, like stocks, bonds, support, Maybe some of you might even heard of the rise of cryptocurrency lately. That's been so much to my peak of interest. And we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can uh, do around all this. Now, first, we should go around what sort of mindset, or maybe some of you might think of uh, the perceived things, the way you look at investments. Um, how do you look at investments? Do you do it just for the form of, or for the sake of doing it. Uh, did your parents actually uh, force you to do it? You know, particular, uh, in my case, I, uh, my grandma actually sort of pushed me, you know, every time this riot here in Malaysia, sure, we busy our rough, right? We go from house to house and we get some good riot. And at the end of the month, we collect the grid, right? We count it out, and then we go to the nearby branch and deposit it into an ASB account. Might be a little bit of a while to talk about, and this is about my very own self, so you know, I can consider myself a case study. For an ASB investment, say, sort uh, of myself, so I am a Malay, so I'm a boom teacher, I guess. And it is important to note that in uh, ASB or Amanasaha Bumi Putra, the investment is normally focused towards Bumi Putra. The word is there, right? Bumi Putra. Uh, not necessarily it is only close to Bumi Putra. I think there are other investments such as the ASD. Uh, uh, there's so many funds in this uh, Amanasaha. Uh, you know, there's like ASN National, Amanasaha National, Amanasaha Today. Uh, I personally have two accounts, ASB and ASD. I can talk to you about that. At least that's what I know. Uh, safely to say that 
ever ever since we had Raya, since I could even remember, you know. So I'm 22 this year. You can say maybe let's just take 10 years ago, you know. Um, every year, every good Raya, we've been collecting the hundreds of ringgit, perhaps. Uh, we've just been putting it into this ASB account, you know. So and I've been doing it ever since. It's been a practice. Alhamdulillah, we say that we managed to get a profit since every year it's supposed to give you none, nothing less than six percent although arguably for the past two years it's been upsetting uh, it was from perhaps six percent went down to somewhere between four percent and last year it was about 5.9 i think if i'm not mistaken you must check this for yourselves but uh asb has never been too really uh fail anybody since you know in the terms of whether it's lucky or whether an ASB investment is still very profitable I think it is for the long run I mean just check the ASB website the PNB website sorry the investment philosophy is for the long term you should always keep that in mind uh, we'll get a little bit into what sort of risk appetite or portfolio that you should talk about uh, that you should be in after this so uh, if you were to do an ASB investment or any sort of Ahmad Saham investment like the ASD, which I also do. Uh, it starts from as low as one ringgit since it is a unit trust form of investment. Unit trust is a form of baskets of uh, investments. You know, they invest in stocks, they invest in uh, some fixed income funds. Uh, and just to clear it out here and now, stocks is basically uh, shares in public listed companies that you can buy from the stock exchange but then this in the context of unit trust is very interesting since you know you only buy say one ringgit for uh, worth of unit trust and you're already buying a share of a huge number of stocks that they invest in not to mention all the maybe circuits and bonds and fixed income that they invest in uh, circuit and bonds can be safe for a later date that's going to be a bit of a lengthy topic but let's talk about a little bit about uh, fixed income uh, fixed income funds is normally uh, it, it can be related to something like bonds uh, in which by definition fixed income is something that's been given maybe quarterly or if you're lucky monthly even and at a very fixed price fixed amount so this normally does not ever change normally uh, it may depend on the interest rate if you've heard of something called the opr overnight policy rate uh bank Navarro of malaysia will announce that almost every few months um and well, the federal reserve in the united states will announce that almost every month actually and this is something the investors or traders such as myself we look forward to it's very interesting even uh go to investment.com and you may see a lot of the things that you may want to learn to get into or to even just experience a little bit about what this exchange is like you know the life of a trader uh, or an investor uh, i'll leave a little bit of links and description on how you can find maybe references to such investments that you'd like to get to know about yourself maybe don't take my word for it it's completely fine i'm also not qualified to tell you all this and advise you in doing anything but I'm here to educate you and open your mind on what uh, investments are. Uh, so some of the ways that I actually wanted to explain here that mindsets and the perceived of things such as uh, investments uh, related to 
let's say money making uh, not particularly where you put your money then you need it there to just grow so that can be a long-term form of investment this is where we have to identify your risk appetite now in order for you to know what sort of investor you are there's so many tests actually online you can google it up like right now if, if you go to google and ask your what type of investor am i yeah there's going to be so many quizzes there's going to be like uh there's already an ad called risk allies you know and do, you can take any of this actually uh i suggest if you might want to take my opinion for it something that's local such as this British commission uh test where it's basically a quiz to know what type of investor you are because um it, it varies by country also because of like uh how you want to invest you know in your stock market your stock exchange in your uh, the market in your country what you can invest in your country the laws that govern it uh, it kind of matters okay for instance that uh maybe if you want to invest in let's just take stocks okay i'm a stocks guy so if you invest in malaysia uh let's just take a company like uh, a company that i hold very close to my heart <laughs> equal development group for heart okay yes i do hold shares in this company and i do invest in this company so right now if we're looking at the time it's 4 41 pm on the 17th of may it is priced at 64 cents per share now why is it important to know all this because the price changes almost every second well, maybe not too much it's not that volatile however right now uh, it can be 64 cents when the market opened early in the morning which is when people can start to buy and sell starts it opened at this price 64 cents and it can go from as low as 63 cents uh, it can be big if you actually do that in a very big amount uh, for instance, okay, as myself and as every other trader in the country, we normally need to buy 100 shares, which is, you know, 64 cents per share multiplied by 100 shares is already 164 ringgit per lot. And we call it uh, a lot uh, when you buy it because, well, uh, in Malaysia, it's sort of like a rule. Uh, a general understanding that when you buy a stock, you need to have a set amount of shares to buy a lot. So when you buy this company, for instance, and you want to buy that company because you see the value in it and tomorrow it's going to go up, so you're going to sell it the next day, for instance, you're going to need to buy at least one lot. That's the very minimum that you need to buy. Uh, of course, there's going to be like some fees in state. For instance, there's something called like clearing fees, settlement fees. Uh, is a very very little like 0.006% or the clearing uh, the clearing piece is the, the smallest 0.002 if I'm not mistaken uh, of course this depends on when you open up your account because uh, the CDS account or central depository system is now these are all very technical do bear with me <laughs> but these are all very uh, broad meanings to when you want to actually open up a stock trading account in the country uh, okay so let's be very brief about this so when you buy a stock equal work for instance you need one lot 64 ringgit 
and you know that tomorrow maybe it'll go up by one ringgit that's just uh where one cent or let's say one cent for instance okay so at least when you go up by one cent you uh profited by one cent per share and you sell 100 shares you can get at least what about sorry my brain's not working properly right now this is embarrassing this should not be happening <laughs> so sorry so if you take the calculator you put in 64 ringgit so basically you maybe make about one ringgit uh worth of profit not a lot right well that's how the daily trade makes uh on a day or the daily trader makes every single day uh, if you ask me it, it it's it depends on the person you do not buy and sell uh, shares or stocks depending uh, on on who or what type of risk capital you are you need to know what type of investor you are if you're look, looking for the long run or if you just want it for a few couple of years to hold it in and then sell it off to make something out of it or maybe you just want to put money in because you know you can see that it has value and you might you you just have that sort of instinct to know that Okay, I can make money the next few months, you know, why not just put it all in and then later on sell it off because why not you make money out of that? There are people like that and you know what, that's that's okay. Uh, there's so many types of traders out there. Uh, I myself, I buy and sell almost every single day, uh, almost every single day because it's actually kind of hard to cope with my lifestyle. <laughs> so it really does depend on you. Uh, do try to take the test of what type of investor you are if you really want to know what you can invest in uh, because after you know what sort of investor you are then you may consider actually going for the stock market if you're not that sort of uh, risk uh, appetite right okay of a person then maybe you can go for something a lot slower such as the bonds and super as uh, I mentioned but other than that uh, I think unit trust is the most widely, most popular investment in Malaysia. Uh, anyone can own a unit trust. It's like the ASB I mentioned, the Amanah Saham Bumiputra. Maybe you can go up to myasnb.com.my. That is the official website for all of the funds that's related to uh, ASB. You can actually check the price. Uh, at every given moment, you know, it does change uh, almost every day. Although there are some funds that are fixed price, so you won't lose. In fact, they guarantee that you will not lose any money. So at least you know that you, when you sell it off, whenever you need the money, it's there for you. You're not invest, not all investments works the same. Uh, just keep that in mind. But at least you know that if you invest in ASB, uh, you can get your money back. Definitely. The thing is whether you get a profit out of that is something else. Yeah. Um, it also dif uh, dif uh, sorry. It also matters about how much you want to invest in, right? Uh, ASB is one of the easiest because it starts from one ringgit. Really, that is. Don't believe me? Just check its website because it's a government-backed unit trust. Now, unit trust in Malaysia, as I said, is probably the most widely used investment and so many people actually invest in it millions of people invest in it, maybe more than half of the country it's because asb is backed by the government so that's why the price is it's not floating you know it does not change 
if you check uh, perhaps on the, there's a website called Morningstar uh, and you can check the different prices of all the funds in around the world you know such as ETFs and unit trust so this is this is sort of where you can compare uh, certain things uh, you know how much prices change every single day uh, and you can you can go and have a comparison to as okay uh, how much this unit trust is to how much that is and you can see the performance it is if uh, you'd like to do a little bit more research uh, because in the end out of all the investments uh, investors and traders out there we're very analytical people i have to say so myself because we do a lot of research we do a lot of um, background checks on these companies so that we know what we get our money into i mean wouldn't you want to put your money somewhere where you can grow and somewhere where maybe you can make value uh, not here to be laid back conservative but just a little bit of maybe a sharing from my religion okay i'm a muslim and uh, we say that in islam we practice to put not only our money where uh, you know where we can make more money where investments are we call it permissible however we actually uh, Uh, I can't find the word here. Okay, it's basically we uh, encourage, right? Okay, we encourage people, in, in, in especially Muslims, to actually invest your money or to put your money into something that gives you value, or at least not you, to others, the society, uh, the community as a whole. Because that's what it is all about. Um, there's something called ESG. It's something a lot more uh, related if, uh, I'm sorry, the religion well throws you back completely fine <laughs> um investopedia is a great place for you to find out things to know about us anything uh, pertaining to investments and this is basically a wikipedia for investments you can find out everything you can learn things here you can even uh use their simulator you know if you don't want to uh invest your real money yet you can actually invest uh, virtual money so it's basically like a game but it's based on real markets you try it out try it out you know you never know maybe you might get good in it and besides that so we were looking at um, now we want to talk about environmental social and governance this is something related to what I was mentioning, uh, where we Muslims maybe want to go through something more Sharia compliant, or is what we call it Sharia compliant. Uh, of course, there are do's and don'ts in that, but it's actually uh, related to something called ESG investing, or environmental, social, and governance. And this is actually quite interesting because this is coming up only in the past few years. Uh, it is certain of these things that I mentioned, uh, topics such as Sharia compliant, if you're interested in, which is a very up and coming market uh, to not a lot of people who know. And perhaps it's because of the religion value where it is in the 
perspective of Islamic finance, is Islam in general, uh, fine, but it is a up and coming trend, and we can see a lot of funds performing in this sector. Uh, another one, which are also related in the sense where uh, beliefs are almost identical completely, and where it is also rising uh, in terms of market value, in terms of uh, interest, just give it a look out. Environmental, social and governance, ESG investing. Basically, it's a standard where companies' operations that socially conscious investors use to screen potential investments. Uh, looking through what they invest in, is it environmentally sustainable, is it socially um, for companies, for instance, is it really, it, does it manage the relationships between the employers and their employees, suppliers, customers, stakeholders and communities, how does it all work, is it sustainable, is it healthy and in the form of governance whether it deals with the company's leadership, management and executives, uh, the internal controls and shareholders rights. You know, all these things that maybe did not matter before 10-20 years ago, today is a thing that we have to look at. Because today, I think uh, anybody can leave any stones unturned. I don't think you can hide behind red tape and, well, those white collar terms, you know, it changes uh, and we're entering a new dawn. Uh, I'll make a particular, one particular series related to cryptocurrency where I'm actually doing a lot of research through there. Uh, disclaimer, I am almost addicted to doing research. I do that every day. So, anyways, uh, pertaining towards pertaining towards what we spoke about before in terms of where this new dawn, this new era, people nowadays, we need to take responsibility and accountability to what we do. Uh, if you study uh, business news, if you read about it, you hear it on the radio. In Malaysia, we have BFM. I listen to it almost every single day in the car. Uh, okay, even if today we're in MCO, actually, okay, we're in the movement control order, uh, you can't get out of your home, you stay, you're staying at home, do stay at home, okay, please, in this period, and uh, take care of yourself, stay safe, you guys. Um, listen to the radio, you know, uh, try and give BFM a try. <laughs> I'm not in no way affiliated with them, but I do listen to them, I appreciate them. Everything that they share is insightful, beneficial, and educative, and very informative business insights. So, for instance, uh, in the morning, of course, if you listen to it, if you maybe I drive to my morning classes, and you would maybe turn on the radio in the morning, you'd hear uh, the morning run where they uh, sometimes they speak about when the market opens, what are you going to look for today, what stocks, what the hot picks, you know, and you really get ideas about some of the companies that maybe you can trade on today, that is, if you wish to do so. Uh, some of these things actually can have to be taken into account because factors like listening to the radio, uh, and maybe if you'd like to maybe you know open the news, watch Bloomberg, Esrawani, uh, uh, some of the uh, the Edge Malaysia maybe newspapers, right? Okay, these media outlets they give an impact, especially when like big tycoons such as uh, Tan Sri Vincent Tan, uh, 
uh, recently, a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, perhaps, uh, just resigned as the executive chairman. Now, what happens there? You know, it affects perhaps companies related to him, such as the Bajaya Corporation, perhaps. Uh, and this has like sometimes a domino effect, especially if you're a big tycoon or if your company is big enough that it affects others. This company affects Starbucks and McDonald's, which is under uh, Vijaya Foods. Of course, then it, uh, it could affect also world trade because one way or another from, from an announcement where uh, one person resigns or one person is at... Uh, say charged in court uh, it can make a fair uh, correction we say in the stock market or in the market in general which is why not just stock market i started from the forex market for an exchange market the volatility is there you know it's all about sentiment uh, what people say what people do and what's happening in the news today, you know, if you watch Bloomberg on the weekend, you can actually see sometimes, of course, they'll be talking about companies in the future and all this, but sometimes they'll also be talking about what's going on, what's what's in the markets right now, what can we look forward to, really? You know, what's, what's going on? We really want to know, and we have to get on the ground to run and really know about the information around the world if you're going to get into this sort of uh, world. Uh, pertaining to investments, finance particularly. Look up fintech, you know, financial technology. It is booming with business. Uh, and this is also the same industry where digital banking is coming in. Uh, Malaysia's largest bank in assets and by, I think, account holding, if I'm not mistaken, Maybank, Malayan Banking, Barahan, is now going digital almost completely. You've already heard of maybe M2U. Some of you may have the accounts, but now they have Maybank May. And other banks will have to follow suit. This is the only way because people are going digital. We used to pay only with our credit and debit cards by the touch of contactless. Now we're paying by QR codes. We'll do it now. Uh, QR pay and so many more, you know. Uh, sometimes you don't even need those QR codes. You just need to tap your phone or enter a code. If some of you use StoreHub, uh, all you have to do is enter a code, your, your phone number, sorry. And there you go, you've paid or you've gotten a discount and a rebate. There are so many ways that transactions happening around the world today. Uh, that's also something very exciting to look forward to. But I think, you know, um, so I'd like to hear from you guys. If you have any comments, any feedback, uh, do look us up on social media such as Instagram and Twitter. We're on our Twitter handle and even on Instagram as Deh and Toast. That's D E H and Toast. Yes, that's D and Toast technically, but we're Malaysian that way. <laughs> so uh, come give us a shout out, say hi, we'll say hi to you back, and give us some comments on what you think about today's topics and maybe if you'd like to. Give it, give us some ideas. I can reply to you. Um, uh, can be found on LinkedIn, uh, as Ritz One Arif. You can uh say hi to me or message you back as well, and we can maybe connect and share a few ideas on certain of these topics. Uh, personally, I do also do daily trading, such as stock markets, but I also now get into cryptocurrencies, which we're gonna have another episode on that. Uh, 
uh, as I mentioned before. And uh, today, before we wrap things up, uh, yes, let me just bring you back together. Okay, so today we talked about ASB, right? Amal Saham Burhad, or Amal Saham Bumiputra, sorry. Amasambuin Putra ASD, which is what I did, uh, particularly to my uh, personal investments and how you can benefit from this, uh, what you can do with it, starting from one ringgit, there is no cap to it, you can invest as much as you want, uh, the types of investments, uh, stocks, uh, the share market, and sukuts and bonds, sorry, unit trust, basket of uh, investments depending on the unit trust of course and uh, we talked a little bit about cryptocurrency we just mentioned it really and uh, don't worry we're going to talk about it some more and about whether you want to what that be what type of investor you are you know get to know yourself you know and what is your risk appetite share with me your risk appetite share with us get to know uh, talk about it uh, you might be surprised actually sometimes uh, some of these uh, robo advisor apps if you've uh, heard of them some like Wahid Invest or Stashaway uh, these apps if you've tried them at least uh, they have a test that you need to take before you can invest in them these tests are actually very simple and straightforward they just need to know some information about you which is about your behavior because your behavior will determine your investing appetite your investors appetite although like i said uh these invested uh type tests or quizzes they vary because not everyone looks at it the same way so you know you may get different results as well don't get uh too personal offended by it uh you know that's why i said you may be surprised don't worry keep an open mind about it uh it's fun uh, though it's your money at risk, so please do your research. Uh, whether it is for you to do, not to do, uh, and whether or not you want to get yourself into it is entirely up to you. Uh, I do strongly recommend. I've always uh, I'm an advocate towards investments, especially towards Islamic uh, finance perspective, uh, particularly because if you read up a little bit at least about ESG, then maybe you understand that uh, we need to be a little bit more responsible towards where our money goes. It's a lot to do about maybe the phrase that goes by, uh, you invest not by how you put, how much money you put in, but by where the money goes and how much that can impact other people's lives and its values that can bring to us and the people around us. Uh, of course, Investments takes time. Uh, you don't get rich overnight. That's one in a millionth-ish uh, possibility. So don't get your hopes up too high. Okay. Uh, do work hard at it. Uh, investments is all about research. Uh, and I really do hope to see you guys on the next episode. We're gonna talk about cryptocurrencies. We're gonna talk a little bit about secrets and bonds. And then later on, we're gonna just go and dive into finance. If any of you are into, into digital banking, do follow us because you're going to hear a lot about digital banking later on in our episodes and even in perhaps our social media. Uh, I thank you for listening for today's podcast. This is Rizwan Arif signing off. Good, have a good day, everyone.